the Team Builder Playbook, bite-sized, honest, and practical tips and strategies for building and scaling your team as a startup entrepreneur. Hi, this is Lisa Kostova with the Team Builder Playbook. Today, I want to talk to you guys about a surprising character trait that can single-handedly catapult your business and attract an amazing team. I don't know if you've heard this saying, I've definitely heard it many times over and I'm not sure who said it, but it's that people will not remember what you said or what you did, they will remember how you made them feel. So now it's time for a segment of story time. And this story comes fresh off uh, my experience. It's actually coming from this weekend, which is the weekend before Christmas 2019. And it's a very personal story. I have a sister who is 16 years older than me. And for the last 17 years, she and I have not seen each other. And even worse, she has not talked to my mother for that number of years. I last spoke to her four years ago when I found out that she had changed her name and I found her new phone number and I called her out of the blue on her birthday, which is uh, three days before Christmas. That time she picked up and we had a very cool conversation that was not personal. It was very detached. I was left feeling that I will probably not hear from her. That's what happened for the next four years, for the last four years. I've left her a voicemail on that phone number every year on her birthday, and um, she has not picked up. In fact, most of the time she sends me straight to voicemail. This was heavily weighing on my heart, especially since earlier this year, my mom almost died. There was an episode where she was rushed to the hospital. I jumped on a plane with a three-hour notice, went by home and um, helped her get to a hospital where she received proper care and she was able to heal and um, she's doing well right now. But even as I was boarding the flight, I called my sister, I left a voicemail, I texted her and uh, she never called me back. I said, mom is, I don't know if she's going to make it. So all this time when I was thinking of my sister um, where I would leave her a message. A lot of the times I would be judging her or I would be kind of holding her to my own standard. And even though my primary motivation was always to reconnect with her and I didn't care to talk to her about what she had done or not done, I was I realized that all this time I was still passing judgment to, on her. This holiday season... I, it, it happened very synchronistically and I credit this work and I credit this type of conscious inner work with the shift that happened. I was working consciously forgiving. I was working consciously releasing judgment with a release process that I will introduce to you guys at the end of this episode. And it came to me that I was you know, all these years, my burning desire was to reconnect with my sister, to tell her I loved her. And I told her that every time in every text message I sent and every voicemail I left her. And uh, <clears throat> my burning desire was for her and my mom to reconnect. 
because my mom, especially after she almost died, had this really heavy, heavy feeling in her heart that she was going to pass possibly without ever reconnecting to her firstborn daughter. And that was really heavily weighing on her. And that was, you know, a big part of my own heartache. So this Sunday morning on my sister's birthday, I woke up with a really heavy heart and I said, maybe I can get a Google Voice number that I can call her from and she won't know it's me, so she'll pick up. But I didn't have to because my mom called me and she was elated and she said, Lisa, your sister called me and we had an amazing conversation for an hour. My mom didn't even recognize her daughter's voice. This is how long they had not talked. My mom speaks, my mom is Russian. She lives in Bulgaria. My sister lives in the United States, but she speaks Russian fluently. And so my mom picked up the phone and there was a voice that talked to her in Russian and said, hi, mom, it's me. She knows that's not my voice. So her first reaction was, well, somebody's playing a prank because that's not Lisa's voice. And they talked, they talked for an hour. And, uh, and my mom was able to call her back on her birthday and my sister picked up. I cannot explain to you guys how elated I felt, how light my heart was when that happened. It's as if years worth of, you know, years, years worth of luggage, of baggage had lifted off of me. And um, I picked up the phone and called her and you know what? She picked up. She picked up and not only did she pick up, but she was happy. She was laughing. I told her I loved her. She told me she loved me. And this shift happened after 17 years of her shutting us out. And you know what? All these years of um, her not talking to us, there was a sense of her thinking that we were judging her. And we were. We were less and less, and, but it wasn't until this year when I started consciously working with myself, developing my leadership, um, coaching others, that I really understood the power of this character trait, which I'm calling, I'm calling forgiveness, and I'm calling letting go of judgment. So how is this relevant to building your business and building your team? Well, If you think about it, what are your favorite experiences of working with someone? Whether you are a team member or you had hired someone, do you even remember what you did together, like the details of a project or a presentation or a product launch? Maybe, I mean, if it was a big one, you would for surely remember some of the specifics, but most of the time we don't. We don't remember these things. All we remember is how that person made us feel. So piggybacking off my story time, I have another story that's work-related. This comes from my time at Zynga. Zynga is a game developer. It was one of the biggest developers about 10 years ago. I was a product manager. I was one of the product people, product designers on its biggest game, Farmville, which at its height um, received about 32 million daily active users. That means uh, every day, 32 million people interacted with a game. And it was a high pressure, it was a pressure cooker environment. And um, we were 
moving very rapidly. We were operating on weekly product cycles and it was just crazy. And I remember that pressure really got to people. I had one, two, three, I had about four different managers my first two months of being in Farmville. So there was a lot of churn. There was a lot of people that didn't last. The pressure was immense. I would wake up in the middle of the night uh, panicking that I was missing something and I would check my email if something was breaking or if, if there was an urgent request. So there was another product manager on the team who was incredibly talented. He was smart. He was a gamer and he would just do a lot of things much faster and much more efficiently than I would. It was my first role as a product manager and I was learning the ropes and my style is a little bit of, um, um, you know, taking my time or, or learning through experience and really being experimental. But at the time, I was also taking things very personally. Anytime an experiment would fail or I wouldn't be able to make something work, I would, I would feel bad about it. And that evolved. I evolved out of that, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Because as we entrepreneurs know, the road to success is paved with all kinds of failed experiments. And Thomas Edison once said that he invented, he didn't have 10,000 failed ways to invent the light bulb. He found 10,000 ways to not make the light bulb work. So it's all information, it's all feedback, and we'll talk about this at another time. But back to my story, the, um, the product manager, my colleague, he was really impatient, and I my interactions with him left me feeling like I was stupid or I was not as smart as he was, and I just kind of put up with it, and it was part of the reality. It was part of the um, harsh reality I was living in, and I remember about five or six years later, he contacted me on Facebook, and he said, Lisa, you know, I've had a year of traveling the world, of, of introspection, and of really reassessing my life and I feel horrible about the way I treated you back in Zynga. Would you mind meeting up so we can reconnect and have a conversation? And I just remember that heaviness in my heart anytime I felt, anytime I thought about him, lift. It lifted. And so when we ended up meeting up, it was delightful. It was so fun. And we ended up collaborating afterwards, sending each other's referrals and staying in touch. But this is the power of repairing relationships. This is the power of getting over yourself, of making, and, and you really need to ask yourself the question when you are feeling resentful or judgmental towards somebody. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And here's where we're going to our next segment, which is, I call the segment the Coach's Corner. It all starts with you, including the success of your business and the success of your team. So today in Coach's Corner, I want to chat with you guys about the capacity to forgive and the capacity of that character trait to catapult your business to amazing heights and attract an amazing team. At the end of the day, um, building a team is not about just putting together skills and capabilities and achieving results. 
it's actually about building relationships, much like a family. Team building in a business is like building a family and taking care of that family. I have a coaching framework that I call the Summit Success Model, and it's based on my mountaineering experience. And what I see, this capacity to forgive and this capacity to repair relationships and drop judgment, I see that as the equivalent of carrying rocks in your backpack, like literal rocks, and then putting the backpack down and taking the rocks out and just throwing them on the ground. If you've done any sort of overnight hiking, backpacking, um, or climbing, you will know how critically important it is to pack. Pack light and pack smart. So every single square inch of space or actual cubic inch of space in your backpack is precious. It is extremely valuable. You don't want to take something that's overly heavy for its purpose. Everything needs to have a life-saving purpose. So when I did my last expedition in Denali, for example, I remember I was part of a training group, a leadership training group, and uh, the... (laughs) The owner of the company who was running the training, he said, well, Lisa, we're going to give you a satellite phone and then you're going to be able to be part of our calls. And I had to explain to him that, look, um, we're going away for three weeks. Satellite phones are heavy and they are also, um, they also serve a different purpose. They serve a purpose of communication and saving lives. So only one person has them and it's the guide. And uh, we all use them as a team. And there are are heavy things like fuel and um, shovels and food that are called group gear, tents, that we split and we each carry. We each contribute to carrying that. So objects that are heavy and that are bulky and are, you know, you evaluate every single thing. You actually lay it all out on a tarp before you go on an expedition. Every single piece is evaluated whether it comes or doesn't come by you and by the guides. So by the time you pack it all into your backpack, it's extremely heavy, but you know that what you're carrying is, is life essential. So the same thing here with um, your relationships, like really take stock of every single feeling, of every single relationship that you have and take out rocks out of your backpack, rocks that you don't need to carry anymore. Ask yourself honestly, like lay all of your relationships, especially when it comes to uh, team members that you have, the people that you work with closely, If you're in early stage business, you're probably spending more time with your team, with your coworkers, with your employees than you are with your family, with your partner, with your spouse. Think about it. And uh, you really need to, what I advise you to do in the coach's corner is to lay it all out on the tarp, whether you do that right after this episode or you have a regular practice, I recommend a regular practice of doing that. And um, I'll talk about it during the tip, the tip of the week segment. You lay it all out on the tarp, metaphorically speaking, and you evaluate, is this serving me? Um, is this dead weight that I'm carrying? Or is this 
life-giving and life-promoting relationship or feeling that I'm, I'm carrying. So if you find yourself carrying lots of rocks for another person, what that feels like, that feels like you're judging somebody constantly. You having such high expectations of them and they are constantly falling short of your expectations and you may let them know directly or more likely you are letting them know with your tone of voice, with your way of being, with the energy that you project in your interactions with that person and they feel it. Like with my sister, she lives on the other coast of the United States and she lives in a completely different continent than my mom. And um, she was feeling a lot of what we were experiencing, what I was experiencing, you know, whether she would sense it through talking to her kids and kind of getting a secondhand feeling for it, or more likely she was just projecting her own feelings and uh, holding on to past hurts, resentments, conversations, like literally for years. And the moment you drop, you decide to drop a rock, it feels extremely liberating. It opens up so much space for you to carry life-producing energy, to carry another, another, you know, you drop a rock and you pick up, you pick up food or you pick up a flashlight, you pick up something that is going to promote your journey and is going to produce results for you and you feel lighter you are able to carry less and there's so much energy being released that can be used in other aspects of your life and it will lighten up the relationship and it will promote the relationship uh, in a way that carrying more rocks never will asking yourself honestly am i more attached to being right than being happy and it's an important choice you know, when we are attached, our egos are attached to those things we're carrying. Our egos are always working to convince us that those rocks are needed by us, that we are um, somehow benefiting from them. But that's not the case. They're actually dead weight. So another segment I want to introduce to this podcast is called Type of Unconscious Bias. I've been reading a lot of books by Charlie Munger and other um, kind of economic psychologists and behavioral economic behavioral psychologists. Charlie Munger is the partner of Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway. And these people are so amazing to learn from because they have literally been consistently successful over decades in building wealth and achieving amazing success. And Charlie Munger talks a lot about behavioral uh, blind spots. They're, I call them unconscious biases, but they are very widely researched. There's a lot more in the Nobel Prize winning uh, psychologist. Uh, the author of Thinking Fast and Slow is one of them. And I find the whole subject fascinating. So I'm introducing a segment in this podcast called the type of unconscious bias this is. And so when I think about what type of unconscious bias makes us carry rocks in our backpacks and really hold judgment and resentment towards people in our lives, towards team members, it really is projection. It's the ego tricking us into thinking that we have to be right, that our mental model has to be right for everybody in order for us to be happy. 
It's the projecting our judgment and expectations to everybody else and literally adopting that as our survival mechanism. So projection, I would say projection is our type of unconscious bias. And finally, I have a segment of tip of the week. So my tip of the week here has to do with the way, the best way to release resentment and judgment. And again, this is after you have decided that you want to shift a relationship, after you have decided that something in your team is not working, that the way your relationship is with a team member is not working. You can do that with a family member as well. Once you have decided that, once you have committed to shifting it, then you can try this release method. And there's two, two tips, two parts. Uh, it's two-part tip. <laughs> it's a two-part tip today. One is the release method, and the second one is developing a second order of awareness as you're doing that release method. Really noticing the noticing. And I'll talk about that in a second. So the release method is very simple. It consists of three steps. And word of warning, this may sound woo-woo, but it really works because at the end of the day, we're all energetic beings and our relationships start with our feelings, with our thoughts, with our the things that we are and we think and we feel, not the things we do or say or exhibit. So three steps. The first step is to get a piece of paper and a pen and write down, start writing down everything that is on your heart about this person. Bring this person to mind and start writing. Set a timer for 10 minutes. Do not stop writing until the timer goes off. And if you still have things that you want to say and vent and rant about, then keep going until everything is out on the paper. Next, you're going to take a match or a, a flame from your gas burning burner and you're going to burn a piece of paper. And as you're watching it burn, and be careful, obviously, or um, you can use a candle as well, as you're watching it burn over a plate or something else to catch the ash, you'll close your eyes and you will feel all of these stones, all of these rocks you've been carrying just go up in flames go up with smoke into the sky and as you are seeing that and experiencing that just feel feel those feelings releasing feel them feel them being let go of so that's the second step the third step is now bring back the person uh, in your mind and imagine them as a baby imagine them what they looked like when they were six months old innocent, beautiful baby, and just send them love, send them love, imagine your hearts connecting, whether you imagine a white light or a pink light, just imagine yourself standing and holding that baby, standing across from that baby, and the baby's laughing and giggling like babies do, and it's just so happy and joyful, and that is the person, and you're sending them love, and you're smiling and giggling with them. And just stay with that for a few minutes. Really see the person as an innocent child. So that is the first tip. It's the release method. 
And then the second level of that is the second order of awareness. And this is something I'm learning from one of my own coaches, Evan Pagan, and his wife, Annie, who is a relationship coach. Um, I'm part of their virtual coach program, and we are um, doing lots of coaching and lots of training that I'm using with my own uh, coaches with great success. This specific tip is a meta-awareness level. And it's really training yourself to become attuned to the subtleties of what you're noticing, of your feelings. So you're not only noticing when you are in a crisis or when something big is going on, but you're noticing a feeling or a thought that you have towards somebody that is judgmental or that doesn't feel good. And you're stopping yourself in that moment of awareness and noticing that. Take time this week to really become very curious and very attuned to noticing your feelings and your thoughts. And anytime this person that you're working on comes to mind, notice, notice like the even the slightest judgment or even the slightest feeling that doesn't feel good. And then do the release process again. And when you do the release process, you don't necessarily have to burn the paper or write something down. You just notice that feeling or emotion and you imagine it letting, imagine yourself letting it go, it floating up into the sky like a balloon. That will achieve the same objective. You'll be able to let go of it and then bring to mind that person as a baby and really in your mind's eye, see them as a little laughing, happy baby. So as you develop this meta level of awareness of really noticing the noticing, congratulate yourself, acknowledge yourself for being that person who is improving themselves, who's noticing all of these subtleties and really be proud of him or her. Congratulate yourself. This is, this is like you building a scaffolding for confidence for feeling good about how you are being with people and bringing the best forth, bringing your best person forth. And that will really impact the way that you feel about yourself. You'll start feeling more proud of yourself. You'll start feeling like you're doing amazing. You'll be able to track and measure, measure your progress with letting go of all of these stones. And you really, it's almost like having a measuring scale You'll be putting your backpack on that scale every so often and measuring how much lighter, how much lighter it's getting as you keep releasing judgmental, resentful thoughts and feelings. So noticing the noticing. That's it for today. I feel so grateful. My heart is full. I feel light as a feather. And I am so, so grateful for you guys for listening to this. And hopefully you are feeling lighter, you're feeling happier, and you're feeling jazzed and fired up for the new year, building an amazing team, building amazing relationships. Enjoying the show? Click subscribe and I'll see you on the next episode.